51% of donors donated last year to organizations they never donated to before. That means that every year there's a good chance, can't be a guarantee, but there's a good chance that your organization will get a donation from a new donor. How great is that? You add that person to your growing list of contacts and then you contact that person again. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello, and welcome to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I'm your host and the lucky lady who gets to interview our guest today. Now, before we jump into the interview, I have a favor to ask. Will you review this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes? See, our goal is to help more nonprofits just like you have less stressful and more successful marketing so that they can do more of their good work and make our world a better place. But I can't help them until I meet them. And so your review can actually help me change that. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that the podcast is meant to help them solve. So if you are a nonprofit marketing with purpose fan already, and you haven't reviewed the podcast, or if this is your first time and you learn a thing or two, leave a review so we can connect with more awesome nonprofits just like you. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get to business. Hi everybody. And um, this is like the first live, live Facebook live we've done in a while. So Facebook live. I like that. So right now we are broadcasting on the Como Gibbs um, participant page. We're on the nonprofit marketing with purpose, Facebook page. And we're also on the may create Facebook page. So we're like hanging out all over Facebook now. Um, to talk to Mr. John Baker, um, one of my favorite clients, <laughs> and, and I really think about a low bar. <laughs> oh, like I think about of you as like a partner, actually, because we work so closely to put on Como Gives. And so, why don't we kick off this conversation where we're going to go through our 2020 donor survey results? Um, by John, you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at the Community Foundation. All right. I'm John Baker. I'm the executive director of the Community Foundation of Central Missouri. Our office is in Columbia in Boone County, but we serve 10 counties in Central Missouri. And uh, as executive director, I oversee everything about the uh, Community Foundation. And Como Gives was one of the things that we started in 2013. And so I'm going to say that we reached out to Monica to be our partner with the campaign. (laughs) And she has been a faithful partner, as has May Create ever since. Um, It's a service that we offer at the Community Foundation, and we hook up with great people like Monica to make the whole thing happen. I do not have the skill set to do all the stuff that Monica and her people do. So we need people like Monica and folks like you out there who are the participants in the campaign, you know, to make it all work. But we've had a great run with Como Gives. We started in 2013 with only 30 organizations in the campaign. And last year we had 142 
This year we're going to have somewhere around 149-ish. And we collected $62,000 in our first year. And last year was $1.651 million for the campaign. Woohoo! So it's been very successful. And you add up all the years of the campaign. And it's been quite a nice uh, gift of money into the nonprofit sector here in Columbia. The Community Foundation also, uh, this is not our main work. Our main work at the Community Foundation is to inspire and nurture philanthropy for the public good. And our main vehicle for doing that is by the creation of longstanding invested charitable funds for donors. And a donor can be a person, can be a family, can be a business, can be a nonprofit organization, can be a group of people. And if you're picking it up in the background, there is a fire a tornado siren going off because it's Wednesday at 12 noon downtown Columbia. So sorry. What's funny is when people are new to our community and they hear all the tornado sirens being tested, they're like, what is going on? And they kind of freak out. And we're so used to it that we don't even notice it anymore. It's like, meh, it's just a tornado siren. And when I hear them going off because there is a tornado I check and see what day of the week it is. <laughs> it could yeah. just be a Wednesday. And I totally wasn't thinking about being here doing this at 12 today. So anyway. I didn't think of it either, John. It'll turn off in, a, in about a minute. So starting in um, 2019, we did a donor survey of all the donors who have given money through Como Gives that year. Um, honestly, we thought about doing it because I was sitting in another training and I, and I, and they were like, you should be surveying people. And I thought, wait a second, just think about all the things that we can learn from the people who this campaign if we survey them. And this year we sent out the survey and we got 960 responses, which I a think a lot like that's super generous um i <laughs> i don't know like you know what i'm saying so we emailed it to like four thousand people and like 25 percent of them responded incredible response and i'm excited because i feel like sharing their thoughts can help people plan their campaigns this year um and for those people who aren't part of como gives they can take this information and kind of put their own spin on it and maybe use it to plan their own year-end giving campaigns around what we learned from our donors. Um, so John and I are just going to go through the different pieces um, of the survey and just talk through them with you and explain what we feel like they mean because we're going to like interpret them. We're interpretive dancers now, John. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There's all kinds of things we do. And I, interpretive dance. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> interpretive data dancers, right? Okay. And those of you who are watching live, feel free to add um, questions or comments about the data in the, like underneath this Facebook live and I'll see them come through and we can always answer your questions as we go too. So the first question that we always ask people is what made them go to the site? Because we want to understand what marketing is working and what is not. And this year, 52% of the people who filled out the survey said that they went to the site because a nonprofit that they know directed them to the Como Gives site to donate. John, any thoughts on that stat? Well, that's one of the most elementary things. If we have to have the organizations take the lead in communicating with their donors and to inform them of the opportunity of the campaign. And then, surprise, surprise, people actually go to the website. That's the beauty. 
uh, the nonprofits suggest it, and the people will say, okay. They know the organizations better than they know us at Como Give. Mm -hmm. So they're more likely to do what you ask them to do than what we ask them to do. And that definitely shows in how they got to the website. And the others were like way smaller, like so smaller that I was like, I mean, clearly. Yeah, I think the second one was like three times lower than organization information. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are super important and your role in the campaign is clearly super important. (laughs) John and I are just over here kind of like, you know, not not super important. Well, super important, but not super important as you. Right. (laughs) Okay. so then another question that we ask them is what kind of marketing do they remember seeing? So we asked them this question in like June. So this is the long term memory. Right. So it could be different if we had asked them immediately. Um, but they said that emails from a Como Gives nonprofit, 48% of them remember seeing that marketing. Um, social media from a Como Gives nonprofit, 39% of them remembered seeing that. Radio, 31%. Como Gives social media, 31%. And Como Gives emails, 30%. And then our uh, next one that was kind of in the group was TV, which was 17%. So um, one of the thoughts that I had when I saw this data, John, was that last year our focus was send more emails, do more social media. So it makes sense to me that 48% of our surveys, surveyed individuals saw emails or remembered seeing emails and that 39% of them remember seeing social media. Do you have thoughts on how these came about and how we can interpret them for folks? Well, I think that's about right. I think social media has great impact because it acts as a reminder sometimes. The initial thought to donate comes from, I think, the nonprofit organization because they know uh, the donors know who you are and what it is you do, and they have uh, support for what you want to do. But the social media acts as a trigger, as a reminder, just like television. I don't think that people hear about the campaign first from television, but it acts as a reminder. I'm delighted to hear about the radio numbers, uh, but the emails are very important. So the Community Foundation, through Como Gives and Monica, send out emails throughout the campaign, occasional emails. But the organizations send out emails, and yours are the ones that really trigger the people to make their donations. So these numbers just match right with what we think. It's good. So we can definitely... I would actually have been really surprised if the nonprofit emails and nonprofit social media were not at the top because there's 142 of them and there's one of us, right? So they should be seeing your stuff before they ever see our stuff and see more of it. So it all makes sense. Another question that we ask them is what digital channels do you enjoy? And we ask them this question because we want to see if we're missing an area that we could be communicating with them and where we should be focusing our communication with our donors. So this year, they said email. 81% of them enjoy email. 63% of them enjoy Facebook. 32% of them enjoy YouTube. And then 24% enjoy Instagram. And that is why I feel like we need to continue focusing on Facebook and emails because it seems like that's where people are. <laughs> they, are they are way above any, any of the others. 
they, yeah, they are way above any of the others. Um, so my message to you guys would be make sure that you're communicating with people the way that they want to be communicated with. We want to go to them where they are. So they like getting emails. They like communicating via Facebook. So keep it up because that works. And if you didn't do much of it last year, then maybe do a little more of it this year. <laughs> Monica, what does it take for a nonprofit organization to have an effective email campaign? What's the first and most foundational thing which an organization needs? And I'm not trying to set you up to fail here. Uh, what is that one thing? Email addresses? Absolutely. <laughs> so what do you need, organizations? You need to have an up-to-date and functioning contact list of email addresses. Now, there's nothing more burdensome in the nonprofit sector than maintaining a database of email addresses because they change all the time. Certain people, you know, do this or do that. But, you know, you got to do it because that's the source of your communication. Yeah. So that's one of the things like as you're planning out your campaign right now and thinking about what do I need to run this campaign, this would be a great time to export those email lists from your alternate softwares or even start asking people in your processes, like for their emails, asking your board members to export an email list for you. So just making sure that you're gathering those resources now, because if you don't have them at the last minute, it's going to be a real pain to get them together. It, it For me, I would just be like, Bleh! I give up. But <laughs> And make sure you export your donor data from last year. And yes. you retrieve all of those email addresses and then don't keep multiple spreadsheets. Add those email addresses to your main contact list so you have one database that you're messing with, not several. And many of you guys probably already know this, but if you have them in Excel, you can find and delete duplicates so you don't have to have more than one entry per person. Mm -hmm. Very fancy um, feature. Okay, um, so... Next question that we asked him was, did you have a nonprofit in mind when you came to the site? And if you didn't, was it easy to find a nonprofit to donate to? And 56% said that they had a nonprofit in mind before donating, which makes sense because they said that they came to the website because they were told by a nonprofit to go to the website so, of course, they had someone in mind, right? And then the people who didn't have someone in mind, they, they kind of had, most of them said it was easy to find one. But then there were a few that said there were so many. <laughs> John, do you have anything that you want to say to those lovely humans that were like, there were so many, <laughs> well, we have the we have the names listed by categories. So sometimes a donor that just sees a plethora of options can have that narrowed down by a category like mm -hmm. animals, arts and culture, community, education, health, youth, you know, those basic categories. We also have, you know, various communities. There's Jefferson City now. There's Boonville. We're adding Mexico today, this year for the first time. And then, of course, Columbia. Um, so, you know, there are other ways that prospective donors can narrow down their search. Uh, and then you remember that on the 
20 that on the uh, participants page, the 2021 mm -hmm. upcoming participants page, all of the organizations are randomized. And so it's kind of frustrating for a donor, honestly, because they're looking for an alphabetical list. But the first thing they get is this random appearance of all these nonprofits. And then when they go back to it again and it's randomized again, so nothing's in the same place. That's good for you. Sometimes frustrates a donor. But if they click on the all names thing, down drops an alphabetical list. And so they can then scroll all that down and find what they're looking for. They may have to do a little bit of searching or click on one or two to find some real organization that they want to not a real organization, to find an organization that they really want to donate to. <laughs> um, but y'all are a real organization, sorry. Um, but, you know, they'll get there if they just will do so. I don't have any other real way in my mind to help a donor identify something they're not thinking of in advance other than just spending the time. And the beauty of the campaign is that there are so many people working together and bringing folks to the website. And so in a way, having so many people in the same campaign is a benefit. And if you are out on the Como Gives website and trying to find a specific nonprofit, maybe even your own to link to, and I, I often go to the participants page and just control F and type in the nonprofit I'm looking for, and then I find it right away. So um, just another fun trick. But yeah, so 56% of the people who come to our website during the month of December already knew who they wanted to donate to. And that's why it's so important that we market our organizations all year long. We have to maintain these relationships so that way when we ask them for that gift, they remember us and they go to it. Okay, so another question that we ask is, do you know what peer-to-peer -peer is <laughs> because we the first year we did this we were like this is the best idea ever we came up with it because I interviewed a couple other community giving campaigns and they said this was really helping them and helping their nonprofits like meet new people but we couldn't decide what to call it um because peer-to-peer -peer is such a um industry-specific name you know what I mean like I don't know that the general person knows what it is what do you think John it's an interesting name. We've toyed around with other options like friend to friend or, you know, challenge to challenge or whatever. But peer to peer is more commonly used in the industry. So we have stuck with that. So it requires a little bit of explanation to some people sometimes. So of the people that we surveyed, 34 percent did not know what peer to peer was. So that's a lot. That would mean that like 34 percent of our donors probably don't know what peer-to-peer -peer is. So that's an opportunity for all of our organizations to talk about peer-to-peer. -peer. Now, last year we started a pre-campaign email campaign for peer-to-peers and we will continue that. So we have a series of emails that go out talking about doing a peer-to-peer, -peer, what it is, how it benefits the organizations that you support. And we're trying to educate those past donors about it, but we also need your help to educate that 34% who doesn't know what a peer-to-peer -peer is. Peer-to-peers are important because they open up dramatically networks of people who are prospective donors to your organization. You know, the Community Foundation has a list. Monica has a list. The Como Gives website has a list. Your organization has a list of prospective donors. But do you have a list of all of the friends in the address books of all of your donors? 
That's what happens with a peer-to-peer. You get one of your very committed supporters to agree to run a peer-to-peer or a friend-to-friends campaign on your behalf, and then they reach out through their personal network. And so the more of these that you have per organization, the more networks you're having that are potential donors to your organization. And then the donations are made through the person's peer-to-peer page who's doing the challenge. And then their total of all their gifts shows up on your donation page as well as the peer-to-peer page. Um, So it's really kind of a fun way to do things. Let me just say one other thing about peer-to-peers while we're on the subject, because I just think it needs to be said up front. This year, we're not going to be doing any peer-to-peers that are based upon the concept of a raffle, where somebody is doing a chance drawing for something. The IRS does not like that. We have danced around these now for a couple of years. We just had so many last year that I personally cannot bear it anymore, and it puts my organization at risk, and I do not want to do that. So we cannot do uh, peer-to-peers based on raffles anymore. But there are a lot of great creative things that people can do other than raffles. You know, it's it's like the old ALS thing where you dump ice on somebody's head or you dye your hair blue, you know, or, you know, there's somebody that does something and then you will, or, or shall we say, um, uh, you know, a challenge is met. And then you do something like triggering your own gift or, you know, doing something along those lines. It's not a reward that's cash-based for somebody who's chosen randomly to do something. That's at the heart of raffle. And the IRS does not allow those kinds of things as uh, tax-deductible donations. So that's why when you're a member of a civic club and you all do raffles, you do that all the time because there's no tax implication on either side for a raffle. But in the nonprofit sector, when you're talking about tax deductibility, that's when it gets messy and we just can't offer a tax deduction letter for an entry for a raffle. It's illegal. For peer-to-peers, if you guys need ideas about them, we're going to have multiple like brain stimulators during our training for your right. living. And also I have a podcast coming out where I interviewed Stacy Pottinger with Ragtag because she did an awesome peer-to-peer last year and earned like thousands of dollars. And she, when I was interviewing her, I was getting ideas. Like I was like, oh my gosh, you could do this or this. And so it was a really great interview, you'll have to listen to it. And it'll give you all kinds of ideas about how you can ask people to do peer to peers for you. But just know that part of your conversation is going to have to be educating people about what a peer to peer is, because 34% of our donors do not know. The good news is, though, here's the good news, is that the people who did them last year, 68% of them are willing to do them again. So that I think is a great retention rate because they tried it, they either thought it was fun or they found success or they were well supported. So don't be afraid to ask the people who did them last year for you to do them again because you have a very high success rate with that. So, and once people do them, they are going to be highly likely to do them again for you. So when you ask, you're building this resource for yourself. And the positive number is that even if 34% don't know about them, 66% do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get them to do them, they're 70% likely to do it again. Mm-hmm. This is good. <laughs> John and Monica. Just not raffles. <laughs> Just not raffles. <laughs> um, so one of the nods I have to our campaign is that 59% of the people who donate through Como Gives have done it every single year. And I think that's saying a lot about 
the organizations that we have that are part of this campaign and the donors that we have, they are starting to feel a sense of affinity to our community's year-end giving campaign. And the organizations are doing a good job of reaching out to people and asking them year after year. So the likelihood of them donating every year after they donate the first year is 60%. Hmm. That's awesome. I mean, those are great odds of closing the deal, really, if I were looking at it from a sales perspective, right? 60% is awesome. <laughs> Any thoughts on that stat, John? No, I think you got it just about right there. Um, okay. So one of the things that we also ask people is why they donate. Like, why are they choosing to make a year-end gift through our campaign and, like, not someplace else? Um, so... I like to understand this because it helps me know what words I'm going to use to describe the campaign to people. And I can use the exact words that people use to describe why they do it. Um, so let me guess. Let me guess. The okay. number one answer is easy and convenient. Boom! You're right. People How did I know that? give to more than one. They love it. <laughs> They're like, it's easy. It's convenient. Um, do you want to give us number two, John? No, I want you to do that. Oh, okay. Well, the second reason is because they're charitably minded. They know they're doing the right thing. Right. They're supporting their community. So, I mean, convenience was first though. So when you are crafting your messages to them, remember, we need to put them in the forefront. They, the first thing was we're concerned about us. <laughs> like it's easy and convenient. And then you're like, oh, and because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Being charitably minded also means that they can be encouraged to give. They're not giving out of guilt necessarily. They're giving because they want to. They feel it's part of their life to give back and they want to find meaningful ways for them to use what has come to them for the benefit of others besides them. That's the charitable volunteer spirit. So uh, easy and convenient ways for them to do what they want to do. I mean, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And they believe that you're important and that your cause is important. And sometimes we might not hear that enough. So just know that they know that your causes are important and they want to give to your causes and that asking them to give through the Como Gives website is easy and convenient. Um, but, I, but I do want to share number three. Can I do, do it? Do it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So the Community Foundation is a place-based organization. Now, we distribute beyond Columbia and central Missouri, but we market ourselves and we try to inspire and nurture philanthropy in Columbia, Boone County and central Missouri because we believe in the importance of locality being a place based foundation. Well, the number three reason that people give through Como Gives is because all the causes that are in Como Gives are local. These are in people's backyards like you are helping people like them and others of the citizenry of the community be better and have better lives. So the local nature of your work is essential for these donors. Yeah, they want to make their community better and that's why they're giving to you. They know that they're giving directly to you. That was one of the reasons that they said that they do it. They know that you're going to use their money in a good way and you're not just going to spend it on yachts unless that's what you do is <laughs> provide yachts to people. <laughs> Sorry, no yachts here. No yachts. Mm -mm. We're landlocked anyway. We're no John boats either. Out on Twin Lakes. Like, can you even imagine a yacht on Twin Lakes? Anyway, 
for those of you guys who don't know, Twin Lakes is this really small, like, swimming place that the community provides for us. It's not big. Anyway, (laughs) no yachts there. Okay. And then, um, John, do you want to talk a little bit about the matching gifts for orgs? Because I did see that quite a few times in the reasons that people donate. They like that gamification piece. Yeah, people often give through Como Gives because they know that for every time they give to an organization, they're increasing the chances of their organizations of choice having the opportunity to win a challenge grant. And so we have uh, 20 of those opportunities, 10 first place challenge grants, 10 second place challenge grants. And then this year we're doing the Power Hour on December the 17th from 4 to 7 p.m., a smaller challenge grant just to see how it works this year of $500 to see if there's any traction to this idea where we reward an organization that focuses uh, their attention to get donors to give during a period of time. Uh, Our second week and third week portions of those weeks get a little slower than the beginning and the ending of the campaign. And so we were thinking of a way we could perhaps boost interest in the campaign during that uh, December doldrum slump. So that's what that is all about. And we'll see how that works. But the challenge grants are where a donor's bit of money can be applied with other donors' bits of money to help you win either $2,000, $1,000, or $500. And just so you guys know, like John said, the campaign, it's like the beginning and the end are very big for us. I actually did the math on it, and 43% of our donations come in Giving Tuesday, December 30th, and December 31st. So, you know, so that's just something to keep in the back of your minds as you're planning your campaigns. And I'll go over more of that stuff as we do our year end giving training. But I thought that was crazy. That's a lot of our donations. Um, So one thing that made me feel really happy because we ask them, how can we improve this for you? How can we make this campaign better? Um, Improving the website or our communication with you. I'm always expecting people to (laughs) give me some negative response because I'm looking for a way to improve. But the vast majority of our respondents said that Como Gives is great and we have a great thing going and we're doing a great job and the website is awesome. So just know that when you're sending your donors to that website, that the vast majority of our respondents had a great experience there. You're not sending them someplace where they're going to get frustrated and angry. You're going to send them someplace that they're going to feel comfortable and confident making a donation for your organization. Now, obviously, some people are going to still want to, want to write checks, right? Um, but that's okay. They just can't do it through Como Gibbs unless it's like a gajillion dollars. Right, John? <laughs> well, even that may have to go to your organization directly. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any thoughts about that experience and why people might find it a positive one? The vast number of people who've used the uh, website really like it. Um, There's been some, you know, interest in making it easier to find an organization. But as we mentioned, we've already talked about that. But the checkout process, they find to be quite smooth and fluid. And you just go simply from screen to screen. And there aren't that many screens. Um, They like it. They don't get too frustrated by it. Um, I think it works really, really well. And we appreciate May Create's efforts to make it 
uh, as smooth and functional as it has proved to be. Uh, don't forget, we also allow donations to be made in memory or honor of uh, important people in the lives of their donors, uh, in the lives of donors, uh, like uh, if they want to do a memorial or just to lift up the name of somebody that they want to recognize. When those gifts are made, it's up to the organization to pay attention to that when you export your donor data. And the organizations are the ones that need to send a note to any address which has been supplied that references a gift in memory or honor of someone. We don't do that. We cannot do that. That would be your organization's personal touch with those donors to maintain that personal relationship that you have with them. I do. There, so one that I totally want to read to you, which because I, I thought it was so funny. One one uh, survey respondent said, I like your website and find the donation process to be clear and simple. I know you would like to have success suggestions for making things better, but honestly, I think it's working very well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but you, as organizations who are participating, as you hear things, tell John, John tells us, we make a list every year. Like the reason that it, this, response is coming back as positive as it is, is because we've worked all these years to make it better and listened to your feedback. So your pay attention, your voice is very important to us. Please let us know. Um, okay. So the last question that I asked is why is Como gives awesome? <laughs> and, uh, this is another thing that you can use in your marketing when you're talking or in your ask, when you're talking to people about, Como gives and why you're doing it um, and reminding your boards why they're doing it, why you're putting this effort into it. Um, John, why don't you read a couple of these to start us off? All right. Well, I'll just start at the top then. It says it's a huge success in supporting philanthropy that is truly a phenomenal benefit to the participating organizations. You know, you think about that. It was $1.65 million last year in December alone to the local nonprofit sector. That happened in a month. That is a lot of money. That is great impact that helps you all deliver the services that you have been organized to deliver. The second one is a lot of people do not know about the majority of charities that are out there that they can give to. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we slipped over a while ago is that 51% of donors donated last year to organizations they never donated to before. Thank that you. means that every year there's a good chance, can't be a guarantee, but there's a good chance that your organization will get a donation from a new donor. How great is that? You add that person to your growing list of contacts and then you contact that person again. One more and then Monica, I'll turn it over to you. It also allows the community to choose from many nonprofits that would otherwise be overlooked. These are the size and, and other kinds of marketing ability or limitation organizations in the community. All of our nonprofits are different sized. They have different staffs. Some don't have any staff. Some don't have a whole lot of money to market. So Como Gives gives everybody their own donation page. Everybody kind of looks alike on the campaign. And so everybody's part of a larger whole, whether they're a big organization or small, and everybody can have, you know, that same kind of draw. Now, the gifts are going to be in different amounts. That's just the way that it is. Um, and we can't give everybody a challenge grant. We wish that we could. 
but that money has to come from somewhere and there's got to be some reason to give it away. And we deal with this every year. Um, but we give every organization, I think, a lot of training, a lot of opportunity to learn, a lot of opportunity to get better at the campaign. And, you know, we just really want to help you in any way we can. But ultimately, it's going to have to be up to you to help get some people to go to that website and make donations to you in December. I, so a lot of comments were made about the small organizations and how this was a great platform for them. And like back to that stat that John said earlier that, what was it, 51% of people donated to an organization that they had never donated to before. Your peer-to-peer efforts, like your your supporters campaigning on your behalf is part of that reason because they met new people for you. Right. And that helps everyone, not just your organization. Um, So it is exciting to get to, to give that platform to those small nonprofits. And a lot of people recognize that. And I think that's really fun. Let me, let me just do a little John Baker straight talk here real quick. John Baker straight talk. The, The number, the percentage of people that give to charities is really a small percentage of the population. So when you get somebody who agrees to do a peer-to-peer for you, for example, if that's a person that does not naturally have a whole lot of involvement in a lot of nonprofit organizations and is part of the local, you know, the nonprofit supporting network that's local, there's a good chance that they're going to be advertising their peer-to-peer to people who don't really yet have a habit of giving to nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, you're opening up new doors, not only to you today when that person makes that gift, but for that person to then make another gift to another organization later and on and on and on, growing that percentage bit by bit by bit of the local population that gives to charity. So, you know, as we broaden these networks through this campaign, it is really helpful for everybody down the road. So I want to, like, before I read these last couple, like, statements about why Como Gives is awesome, because they are so great. (laughs) John, I want to give you the chance to say anything else that you want to say about these donor survey results, and then we can wrap up with the, these awesome statements about rah, rah, rah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just very grateful for the donors who took the time. Really, 25% response rate is phenomenal. You yeah. know, usually you do a survey and if you get two to five, you're dancing a jig. We got 25% of our prospective audience to respond. It was amazing. Our donors are awesome. They are. And they support you and they are behind you and the work that you do. Always be proud of what it is you do and be proud that you are representing your organization. And don't be afraid to ask for financial support because that is what makes you go. You can't do anything with your organization without financial support from somewhere. And not all of you are grant funded or federal grant funded or even state grant funded. You survive by the donations of your supporters who know you, who respect what you do and are grateful to have you in the community. So lift up your head, man. Uh, Think about who it is you are, what it is you do. Feel good about your organization. And then with that inspiration, Go ahead and send those emails and write those posts telling folks what you do so that you can ask for additional funding. That kind of attitude shows up all through these survey results. 
And, you know, that's what undergirds and underpins the whole campaign and why it's been a success. It's because of you. We do a lot. Okay, mm -hmm. we really do. But when it gets right down to it, what we're selling, what we're marketing and what we're inspiring you to you to do is to get the word out about you, your organization and how you're helping. Don't forget that. So let's close out with these awesome words. I feel like I could like make them into a mantra. So why is Como Gibbs awesome? Because it's an opportunity to raise the level for all. It's awesome because it helps people in our community. It's awesome because it helps a variety, different types of people and organization. It's awesome because it helps families like mine. Someone said that. That brought a tear to my eye. Like, that is awesome. And Como Gives is awesome because it helps everyone. So just know that you're part of that. That's what you're part of. And your donors know it. And they support you. So it's time. Like, let's tell them how awesome they are. Remind them. Thank them. Tell them what you what you did with their money this year. Tell them all the amazing things that you did. That's what we need to focus on right now. So that way we can move into this year in giving season and send them to this great place where they're not going to feel stressed out, where they're going to come back to again next year <laughs> and make a donation. That is all. I'm so happy. Thank you again, donors who filled out this survey. <laughs> Absolutely. We learned so much from you. All right. Well, this will go out on the podcast in like a week or two and then you can listen to it all again and like <laughs> bask in the <laughs> happiness and sunshine <laughs> of all of our donor survey results mm -hmm. so john why don't you tell everybody where they can contact you in the community foundation yeah so if you want to reach out to me uh you can just go to our website which is cfcm that stands for community foundation of central missouri cfcmfoundation.org we have a contact page there so just go to contact page and shoot me an email and i'll get back with you as soon as i possibly can or you can call me at my office number which is 573-817-5027 now just as a reminder the 2021 campaign is already closed for new participants we had somebody ask earlier this week it's just closed for this coming year but for the 22 campaign you know we'd be more than happy to talk with anybody about joining that for next year Thank you so much, everybody. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. So thank you so much for your time today. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts, and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Now, until next time, go forth and market with purpose.